You are listening to Serving in Business Podcast Show with Steve Ramona, and I am fired up for my guest today. He is a man in so many different ways. You're going to learn about a guy that really serves in business in such an astounding way, and he's successful. So you can serve and still be successful. Oz Ostracy, how do you say your name, Oz? I don't know. He's going to blow it. It's David Ostracy, but everyone calls me Oz because like there you know, that's my last name. That's the man. See, I knew I'd do that. He's the founder and CEO of Oz Fine Art Studio, LLC. He's got a number of things that he's doing with that. Um, let's let's start with what we talked about before the show. Um, what makes you different as an artist? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, first of all, and, and this is what everybody should listen to. I listen to my clients. Okay. So, for instance, you know, I had the pinky up in the air artiste attitude where I was just selling my my abstracts and a bunch of my female friends got together, called me on a Zoom and said, listen, we really, really want leggings and we really want them from your abstracts. And I realized and, and we'd all buy them and all our friends would buy them. So I opened an Etsy page. I took a bunch of my abstracts. I started to sell leggings and from that came T-shirts and hoodies and 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 a whole bunch of other stuff and sherpa hoodies and and crop tees and listening to my clients and in my etsy page is very successful so that's that's one thing that makes me different <clears throat> and on another note listening to my clients um listening to their needs when they bought my artwork but it's not enough for them like for instance a friend of mine janet norda uh, she owns a, a very, very successful uh, insurance company here in Salt Lake City, and she travels extensively, extensively. And she called me one day about a year ago and said, hey, I'm, I'm going to Antarctica. I'm like, oh, you mean that place that's all gray? She goes, yeah. She goes, and you know me, I, I'm going to take a lot of pictures. And when I come back, I'm going to want to send you all of them. I'm like, don't send me all of them. Send me uh, your favorites. And, and I want you to create those wonderful, beautiful abstracts and your oil paintings. And, and then we'll talk, you know, size and media and price. So she did. She went to Antarctica, came back and pictures of penguins and icebergs and more icebergs and more icebergs and more icebergs. And so she sent me 30 of them and I just worked my magic and I sent her from about six or seven of the, my favorite ones, uh, some abstracts, some really creepy stuff. And then some of my, my oil paintings and she lost her mind. She goes, I want them all. I said, well, how about you pick three or four or five? And she did. And then we picked the media and we picked the size and it went to the laboratory and it came back and, and I'm like, okay, everything's ready, but it's time for you to go to work now. She's like, well, what do you mean? Go to work. You, you're doing all the work. I'm like, no, you took the pictures. You're naming the artwork. I'm the meat in the sandwich. Okay. I do all the work in the middle, but you're going to be that co-creator of mine. So she got her family together. Everybody got together. We did a Zoom meeting. Everybody looked at everything, and we named the four pieces of art that she purchased. So I printed the certificate of authenticity, and on the back of every piece of art is my name and her name as co-owners and co-creators of the art. On the front of the art, it's a one of one. Steve, not a one of ten. Not a one of a hundred, not something I could sell to my clients. A one of one, which means Janet owns the only copy of these pieces of artwork on the planet, in the universe, ain't nobody else going to have one ever. And then 
I go to her office to deliver them with a with a gold marker so that right next to my name and the one of one, she signs it, JN, little tiny JN in the corner. Um, and I've done this for other clients where a five-year-old is signing the artwork because they named it Fluffy Butt or something along those lines. And what that does is, let's say three weeks later, she has a big party and all her friends with money come by and say, oh my God, Janet, I love that. I want it. You can't have it. It's one of one. It's unique. Nobody on the earth will have it from me. It means more to me than a Monet or a Jackson Pollock because I co-created it. I named it. I took the photo. And my clients tell me that it really does mean more to them than any piece of artwork they have. Because when they see their five-year-old signature in the corner, that is a family heirloom that will go down through the kids, the grandkids, and everybody. They may sell all the other artwork, but that piece will never be sold because it is unique to that family or unique to that business because Janet is now ordering stuff for her office, which is also a one of one because she can't reorder the ones that she loved so much. So to take this one step further, when I delivered it to her office, and by the way, Fluffy Butt did go to her office. It was a penguin and my laboratory wanted a print. I let them print a paper print of it because they wanted to put it up on the wall because it was so cute, but they couldn't print the metal or, or anything big. And I rolled out the first three. And when I rolled out the fourth one, which is the big one of the really big icebergs with the beautiful calm water, she starts to cry. And I said, Janet, why are you crying? No, my clients don't cry when I deliver their art. They're happy. She goes, no, you don't understand. I'm there. What? I'm there. I feel the cold on my face, Oz. I feel the wind in my hair. I smell the diesel oil from the boat as it's slowly trawling and they turn off the engine so that the sounds of silence of Antarctica are just flowing over me. Nobody is daring to speak to break this pristine beauty. And I'm there. Wow. That's what makes me unique. This is what I do for my clients, Steve. And I love it with such a passion because... When I deliver this artwork to them and the entire family is waiting for me and it's not cheap, I'll tell you, it's not cheap. They lose their minds. And most of my, I do a lot of networking, as you know, because I do a lot of it with you, but almost everything is word of mouth because when people come over to their house, they want to know who that artist is. And then I get a communication and I, I'm not going to go into details here, but I have a revenue sharing plan that everybody wants to be a part of. I pay a lot of money for contacts. And uh, and I'll just leave it at that. Anyone's listening to this that wants to be interested, they should give me a call. Absolutely. Um, listeners, that, reach out to him. His information will be in the show notes. You can reach out. He's opened the door for you guys to do that. Well, that's what makes me different to answer your question. No, I love that. And I love magic. You use the word magic. And you said there's a lot of money with these. But priceless can't put a number on that. And you just told a story. There's no number you can put on Janet's uh, uh, art that you gave her. There's no price because it's so personal. And she that's what makes you different. And she keeps ordering. That's the I Every time she calls me and says, because this is what I do. And, and this is something else that friends of mine scream at me. When people send me photos, I don't charge them anything to receive the photos or to create the artwork. 
I am basically working for free, and this is just heresy in the art business, and I'm sending them all the images, but nobody ever says, yeah, I'm not interested. Everybody, everybody, everybody picks three or four or five. We pick the size, we pick the style, we pick the price, and, and they purchase, and price never comes up. It just doesn't. It just doesn't come up because they want these images so badly because I've gotten really, really good in Photoshop and Illustrator and PaintShop Pro to the point where if I can pull color out of the sky and out of the ocean in Antarctica, I could pull, pull color out from anything, you know? So I just want you, just imagine this, okay? You come home from a bad day of work, all right? And you're in a terrible mood. You want to kick the dog. You want to sell the kids. You want to crawl into a pine haagen and fall into an ice cream coma. But you don't because you look on the wall in front of you as you come through your front door. And there is this beautiful autumn scene with blazing coppers and oranges and yellows and reds and peaches. From a vacation you went to with a blue-green waterfall running down. And you're like, oh, God, I'm so there. And, and, and you're just like, you're just so, your stress melts away, you're calm, you feel love, and suddenly you're motivated. And you're like, I'm going to the gym, I'm going to put on some artwear, and I'm headed to the gym. And you get there, and you open that front door, and someone walks up to you and says, you look amazing. Where did you get that? And you roll your eyes and smile, and you feel like a million bucks. This is the joy I deliver to my clients when they buy my artwork or my artwear. I surround their world with beauty that relieves their stress, boosts their energy, and makes them look and feel amazing. That's a, that's a powerful story. You got me all excited over here. That's a, and that's not hard to do, but still, that's again a business. This is a business audience that's just not selling something. He's selling something much bigger. And in the name of the podcast, serving in business, that's what I feel people need to do in business. And that's why I have Oz on this show because he's tremendous at bringing the passion and the emotion in his business, but it's lacking all over. It doesn't lack here with Oz. Now with that mantra of serving in business, you've told me a great story. We met last week about a gentleman that wanted to ask you something about uh, clothing and what you did. I want you to tell that story because this is a true serving moment. So, so I, I I got a couple of uh, uh, LGBTQ friends here in in Utah, and they're dancers. And we go rock hounding. They come over and they buy rocks and crystals from me. That's a side gig that I have. I do it because I love it. I don't make much money at it. I don't care. And and um, so they're standing in front of my house a couple months ago, and I'm wearing a hoodie, and and two of my female friends are wearing yoga leggings that they bought from my Etsy page. And and one of the guys comes over to me. He goes, you know. We have different equipment than they do. I can't wear those. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> well, I think I know what you mean. I'm not going to mention his name because he would die laughing. And so I started the search for uh, yoga pant manufacturers and printers that sell men's yoga leggings and women's yoga leggings with pockets because my female friends complained, hey, we love your leggings, but there's no pockets. Where do I put my cell phone? And me, idiot, I'm thinking like, well, they're just doing yoga. No, my female friends in their 40s, 50s, and 60s live in their in their leggings. So I searched and I searched and I found the company that did it. And I, I created a bunch of it. And now these same people are going to the site and they're buying it. 
And a different guy who's a big skier. I mean, this Utah is the ski capital of the country. We've got, I don't know, 15 different ski resorts. And he said, hey, man, you know, I, I really, I, I love, like, I love your hoodies, but I, I can't go onto a mountain skiing with these hoodies. They're too light. Can you find heavier? So, again, I'm searching, I'm searching, and I found a company that sells Sherpa hoodies with all the fur inside, and they're, 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 they're pricey. They're pricey for me, and they're in China, but I'm ordering from them now, and now I've got about, I think, six different Sherpa hoodies that I sell, and I got about eight of them on the way to me, and I'm giving two of them to my buddy who's going to wear them up in, in Snowbird and Alta and get everybody jealous, and they're going to go, oh, where did you get those from? QR code. <laughs> that's that, that's number one. If you're in any type of business and you're selling any product, get a QR code on it so it goes right to your site. For me, it's going to be my link tree because I want to sell them my big art and I want to sell them my clothing. So that's tip number one. QR codes are key. Unless, you know, you're a chiropractor or an attorney. I don't think it right. will work. Right, right. Now, and I love that story. Again, audience, you hear and listen to what he's saying. He's listening to you clients and customers. And in business, we have to. That's the best way. We hear customer service all the time, but who really lives it? And I want you to think about, would you go back to a guy like Oz that's taking care of his clients or the company that says, no, we can't do it, buy something else? I'll let you guys ruminate on that a little bit. I think you're going to call Oz before you call anybody else. And I've been through his site. The stuff is unbelievable. With that being said, why he is so good is a book he mentioned. So I want you to tell you this favorite book we talked about earlier, why it's your favorite book and how it's helped you in your business. Oh my God. Uh, vision statements, um, um, writing out in incredible detail where you want to be three years from now with ROI and numbers and what happens if, and you know, there's, there's thousands of books out there on it. But it all stemmed from one, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Okay, he also wrote Master Key to Riches and one that you mentioned earlier. And he's been dead for decades and decades. But everything, I want you to look at the color of these pages and the fact that some of them are even ripped. This is how long I've had this book. And it's typical that in this book, there's multiple colors of, of highlighting. You got pink and yellow. There's green. There's blue. It's falling apart. It's literally falling apart. So someday I do have to buy a new copy of it. Probably, <laughs> probably, probably, you know, a books on tape or something. But the, the book is so brilliant because it really goes into graphic detail. And you got to read between the lines uh, of, of what Napoleon Hill says in there of thinking out, what is it that you really want? Why are you in business? What are you passionate about? What are your clients looking for? No, they don't. Nobody cares what you do. They care why you do it and what you can do for them. Yeah. And these are all concepts in the book. And like I said a minute ago, writing out your vision for why you're doing what you're doing, really, really detailed, and and doing it in in a way that you're 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 speaking to yourself as if everything is happening now. But these are the things you're going to accomplish over the next three years. But you're doing it as if you're doing it now and doing it in graphic detail. And these are multiple different things you could do, you know, and and your business pitch. There's just so much in this book that every coach, 
has gotten, I, I don't know any business coach or any business, you know, consultant that does not live in this book. That's right. That's very how many true. times, is, how many, how many, how many, you read this, let's say you said you read a chapter a month, right, Steve? Over and over and over. Correct. Over and over and over. So after 10 years, you've read that book 10 times. Yeah. And how many people read it once? And, and that's a great point. Um, and, and the highlighting. It's I used to do Audible. I don't do it anymore. I get the books now. It's the only way to study. Audible is great for entertainment if you want to listen while you're on a bike ride or whatever, but go back to the book. So I appreciate you showing the book. And this is a, probably an audio podcast. We may see a video, but he did show the book. Um, I know you can get Amazon. I'll put that in the chat if you have access to it. Um, one thing Oz does that's unique, I think, for a business <laughs> owner is not only does he care about his customers, but he follows through. Why do you do that? Why do you follow through with your customers? And I ask you that because how many people do you know that I know that doesn't do that? Why do you do it? Many business owners don't follow through. You know, and I'm not going to mention certain types yeah. of people in certain industries, but there's there's a lot of business owners that hear about my revenue sharing plan, get all excited, and I never hear from them again because they get busy staying busy. Staying busy doesn't mean a goddamn thing. You could be busy, 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 busy all day long and make no money ever because all you're doing is being busy, being busy. If you don't have a proper pitch, if you don't know how to ask for what you need, if you don't give and give and give, but at some point ask for it back, um, it's pointless. But um, Jesus, you know, I, I went off on a tangent. I completely forgot what you just asked me. <laughs> follow through the customer. Those the are three stories through. you said. Well, without follow through, you can't make a sale. You know, there's an old saying that most sales happen between the seventh and ninth touch. You know, making a sale on a, I mean, Steve, if I tried to, to push you to sell, to push you to buy my art on our first meeting, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Amen. This is maybe our third meeting and I've never, I don't sell. I just don't. I tell people what I do. Okay. I do it with passion and love and care. And I explain to them why I'm different. And if they come back or if like a meeting that I had earlier today where I wasn't selling, but uh, I was speaking to a credit card processing guy and he goes, you know what? I love what you're saying. My, my brand new wife and I just got back from Africa We'd love to send you some of our photos. How much is that going to cost me? Nothing. Really? You'll do all the work for free? Yeah. And then when you see them, then you're going to write me a pretty big check. And he goes, I'm terrified. I'm like, you should be. And he left. And I know he's going to buy my art. Because once I'm at that point with somebody, and it was our second or third meeting, we, we've done networking together. Once you're at that point with somebody, you know, my business coach always says, never chase money. Let it chase you. And he's right. And he's right. He wants me to close on first meetings, which I don't do, you know, second meeting, third meeting, fourth meeting. But it's it's not for me. It's not about closing. I don't close anybody to purchase my art. They pretty much close themselves because if they go to my website and get an indication of what it is I could do for them and I tell them your stuff's going to look a hell of a lot better than what you see on my website, because that's stuff that I just shot myself and just did off the cuff. But when I do custom work for somebody, I'm up till two and three in the morning manipulating and, and making sure that if they said we want that sky a little bit more teal and a little less blue, 
I make sure I match it to the exact color they sent me for the bedspread in their bedroom. It's awesome. And if you think that's easy, try it. <laughs> no, no, I've done a little bit of that. It's not easy at all. Well, thank you, Oz, for being on. We're running out of time here. Listeners, you can see why I have this guy on. He does not lack in passion. And that's what you need in sales. If you're not passionate what you do, like Oz is, you're not shouldn't be doing what you're doing. I don't care what it is. And if you want to get you know an emotional high, come back to this podcast and listen to Oz again. Because I will do that. Because people like this are going to give you that bad day to good day. And he's going to do it free of charge. The glory, the from the kindness of his heart. And I appreciate you so much, Oz. Thank hey, you so much for being can on. One, can I give one more Yeah. Trip? Fire away. For aspiring business owner out there. Okay. If you're just using Google Calendar, which I do use as my backup, if you're just using Google Calendar, you're not utilizing your time properly because there's always going to be gaps in your day. So, what I'm going to tell every business owner out there, okay, because the mind works a certain way, write it out. Write it out. Half hour increments. Every single thing you're going to do that day. And like me, when you forget, you put notes on the side for the things that if something drops, you do them. If they don't drop, you do them tomorrow. Nothing is an emergency other than your house burning to the ground or your child getting sick. Okay? Do what's on your schedule. Do it on time. Buy an egg timer. When that half hour's up, go to the next task. Get everything on your schedule done every day. And at the end of the day, and I work a 12-hour day, six days a week, you will feel amazing. You will look in that mirror and you will go, oh, my God, I accomplished so much today. Do it day after day after day after day, and you will see your ROI going up in ways you never thought it could.